This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. It's the show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. On today's show, we will talk with Stupak Community Service Executive Director Jill Barnes-Buckley about the deep-rooted history they have in the Jackson community and how she brought also a special guest to share a personal story on how Stupak has changed her life. We'll also chat about the latest headlines in this weekend roundup. And to be part of today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7400. Or email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We'll be right back after the news. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I tell you what, folks, uh, we are in the Thanksgiving countdown. I hope you've got your turkey ready. I hope you've got your plans made. I hope you're ready to go over the river and through the woods to Grandma's house. Or just take the interstate. I tell you, it's a lot easier on your car. Trust me on that one. I, you know, and I got to admit, I broke a promise that I said I would not do. But I listen to Christmas music over the weekend. I know, I know. Smack me with, <laughs> smack me with a noodle. It's, 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 it's a terrible thing. But I, let me tell you, um, we got home on Saturday, and, and my wife looked at me, and she said, we're going to put up the Christmas decorations. Now, I have to admit, that caused a lot of stress on my part because uh, I work out all year for one reason. So I can get the Christmas decorations out of the attic because every one of our little containers weigh 9,000 pounds. And so, you know, I don't want on my tombstone that marshall ramsey died because he fell off the ladder coming down with christmas decorations so we got it done um it was 82 degrees you know nothing more christmasy than back sweat and so we're sitting there trying to get this thing up listen to christmas music with the air conditioning blowing full blast and then all of a sudden this wall of wind comes through and drops it down to 30 degrees right after we finished so i just want to let you know if you're enjoying this christmasy kind of weather this week it is all because of me, and uh, my narcissism <laughs> is going to kick in big time right oh now on goodness. that. But I'll tell you that, because obviously Thanksgiving's coming up, and nobody likes it to be 90 when it's, it's going to be cool all week, so it'll be great. Uh, this is a very uh, special Thanksgiving for me on many levels. Uh, number one, uh, lost my parents in the last year. I, I've talked about that a little bit, and obviously it's the first one without either one of them, and it's going to be a little bit weird. Uh, but my sisters and I are all getting together, and we're going to eat and we're going to drink, and we're going to look at pictures, and we're going to laugh. And I hope that you have that same kind of Thanksgiving experience as well. Because, you know, really, honestly, the thing about Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving sometimes gets lost in between Halloween and Christmas. You know, it kind of gets lost in there. I think, personally, that Thanksgiving should be every single day of the year. Now, I don't mean the eating part. I'm not going to lock you know you into the kitchen if you're having to cook or whatever. But I think it's some of those days that we wake up every morning, we see the sunrise, and we're thankful. And I know you're going, okay, thanks, motivational boy. Um, <laughs> but it's true. And, and it's something I think we forget because we are so incredibly blessed in this country, in this state, in this city, in this radio station. And I am, you know, our, our show today is kind of working around blessings and, and some of the times appreciating what we have, but also what we can do to help other people. And our guests are incredible uh, Jill Barnes Buckley is on. She's the executive director of Stupak Community Service. I, I would think that when I moved to Jackson, that Jill was probably one of the first people that I met when I came into town. Very close. Uh, I've known her for 20 years. Um, you're going to love her. She's fantastic. Uh, not to build her up or anything. I don't want to. She's sitting here in the room with me. I don't want to make her nervous. <laughs> and she's brought Robin Jackson too. And Robin's story is incredible. And we're going to get to her story. Um, Stupas changed her life. I think that's an easy. She's nodding. That's uh, definitely a good thing to say, and it's one that's very true as well. Uh, a lot of things going on news-wise, but before we get into it and before Michelle and I start talking about all the things that are impacting our lives that hopefully impact yours too, uh, I just want to say thank you. Uh, I've been doing this show for a couple of years now, and um, the audience is there. I know you're there. I know you listen, and I'm very. that means a lot to me. 
And I just wanted to say thank you because without you, obviously I wouldn't be sitting here right now. And um, you mean a lot to me. And I'm just, I, I appreciate it. every time I, somebody stops me somewhere and says, man, I love that guest you had on last week, or I was driving in the car and I had to pull over and listen because I wanted to hear the rest of that interview. That's what we're trying to do here. Michelle and I, we try to, we scour the planet or at least Mississippi trying to find stories, you know, and people that have done cool things that are very much like you and I that have done great things. And that's to me, um, when you say thank you that uh, about a story that is like Thanksgiving for me. And so Michelle and I would just want to say thank you on behalf of, of course she produces, I put on, I do the talking and she does the talking, but at the end of the day, this show's about you and it's about Mississippi. So I want to say thanks, Michelle, you've, um, you've got a basketball update for us. I hear. Of course. Mm -hmm. Um, basketball one-on-one it is basketball season in Sywell middle school. Lady Cougars are four and oh, so they are undefeated and we go heads up against Hardy middle school when we get back on the 27th and they are five and oh, so they are undefeated. So on the 27th, it's going to be a rumble. So I'm excited. Uh, we're really pushing the girls to um, get them psyched up and understand that they can win this. They can take it all the way. So I'm excited about that. But you talk about being grateful and being thankful. Um, we had a show last week on Dr. Boutro's show on um, Southern Remedy. We, the entire show was about how being grateful and being thankful can impact your life. It can, can definitely make affect you, your mental health. Exactly. Keep you, you uh, smiling makes you feel better. It keeps you uh, living longer. Telling someone else thank you, being grateful, really impacts your life. And today's show is all about that, being grateful and being thankful and how you can give back to your community. Right. And speaking of giving back, um, when I reached out to Jill... Barnes Buckley, I was telling her that Stew Pot Community Services. You thought all, it was just a soup kitchen. All I thought I mean, was on. it was um, the it's, people that go get a bowl of soup, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, they feed them, you know, and I thought that was what it was. But um, at Jackson State University, I'm getting my master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. I'm almost done. And Dr. Giles, one of my professors, asked us about two years ago to go to this center and do a, um, a project for an after-school program. I had no idea that Stewpot had an after-school program, and it just opened my eyes to what Stewpot Community Services actually do for Jackson and beyond. And when we went there, I was expecting the kids not to be as engaged as they were. I was expecting them to, you know, be a little rowdy because they were like teenagers and things like that. I was so shocked. I had a paradigm shift, actually. These kids were more engaged than any other kids I've ever talked to. They asked intelligent questions. They enjoyed our um, uh, each presentation. They had great intelligent questions. And they were so loving and grateful just for us being there. They gave us hugs. And then afterwards, I found out that some of the kids don't have a place to go like a home. They go to a shelter. After the bus picks them up, they go to a shelter. And that just killed my heart. I was I have a 14-year-old daughter, and I wanted her to meet those children and see that what you have, everybody does not have. Everybody yep. doesn't have a mom and a dad or um, things that you get that you just rely on, that you know mommy and daddy's going to get you. They don't even have a home to go to, but they still were smiling. They were very beautiful kids, and I that just made my heart feel very warm. That made a change a few years ago. And, I, and of course, mm -hmm. I, my church is, for years has is, is volunteered. And it's always fun to go do that. You know, you go and serve and you feel like you've done something neat. A few years ago, they changed it up a little bit to where you actually went and sat down with everybody at the table. And mm -hmm. so you got to talk to people that, you know, you might have walked past on the street. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're like, oh, I'm kind of scared of that guy or mm -hmm. whatever. And you start understanding a little bit more about the community you live in and what, you know, number one. Um, and I, when I lived out in San Diego, of course, San Diego has an incredibly large homeless population just because if you're going to be homeless, I can't think of a better place to be homeless than San Diego. And that sounds kind of crass, but it's better than Chicago. Okay, It's not cold any time. And I remember there was one guy that lived across the street from us. He, he sang show tunes every night at 7. He had the most beautiful voice. And one day I was walking by him and I just said, what's going on? And, and he said, oh, you know. You know, and they had these neat things. They had like vending machines where you could put money in and get tokens, and then they could go get food. And so I was giving him a token, and he said, "Oh yeah." He said, "Well, I had a breakdown a few years ago. My family knows I'm here, and mm. it just breaks your heart." 
And so that was one of the things I've always enjoyed about stew pot and getting, if you go and paint or you go do something like that, you generally, it kind of wakes you up and gets you out of your own little bubble. Uh-huh. Because I think a lot of us would get up in the morning, we, we brush our teeth, we hit the restroom, we eat our breakfast, we drink our coffee, we drive into work, and then we turn around and drive back home. And we don't pay attention to the world around us. And um, so I think that's what's so cool about this. And I think that's what's going to make this a really good show today. Well, let me ask you a question since Mm -hmm. we're talking about being thankful and grateful. You talked earlier about you are grateful about the show and um, just every day. But what are you most thankful for this year? Uh, This year? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, number one, I was thankful for the sunrise this morning. Mm -hmm. I tend to do that. Uh, That's kind of basic. I'm thankful for my family. Mm -hmm. I love them because if it hadn't been for them, I probably would be in the fetal position somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are probably the two biggest things I'm thankful for, that A, cancer didn't kill me 16 years ago, and Mm -hmm. the fact that I made it today, another day, Mm -hmm. and the fact that I have a wife who puts up with me for the most part, (laughs) and I've got three boys that entertain me and keep me grounded. And Mm -hmm. um yeah, I'm thankful. You know, I'm thankful. I get to do what I love to do every exactly. day. I mean, come on. I get to draw pictures. I get to go speak. I get to go play on radio. You, to go, you see me every week. Yes. <laughs> then, then there's that. So. Now, what I'm grateful for and thankful for, same things you said. I'm grateful for my family, my daughter, my life, her life, uh, seeing someone grow outside you that was inside you as a mom. That's the biggest thing, just watching Jordan. Um, and I'm tearing up while I'm talking right now, of course. But uh, just watching your kids grow and become who they are. And it's amazing from a little baby that needed you so much to when they don't need you as much. But watching them become who they are is amazing. And I'm so grateful it's that part, she part is happy. Cool. And she's a great mm-hmm. kid, too. So you, you are incredibly blessed. Yeah. They blew up the Georgia Dome this morning. Just to throw that out there. Wow. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know what the Georgia Dome is, that is where the Atlanta Falcons play. And they, they imploded it just about like the Atlanta Falcons imploded at the Super Bowl last year. But for me, it's it's kind of a personal thing because I grew up over there. And um, one of the first things when you're coming home, of course, I can't really go home anymore. This is home, Mississippi's home. But, I mean, you used to cross a big hill and right near Six Flags on I-20, and you would see the Georgia Dome. And it blew up this morning. They blew it up at 730 this morning, Eastern Time, and it's gone. And, and a lot of Mississippians right now had the experience of being at the Mississippi State uh, basket SEC tournament when a tornado <laughs> went over the top of that thing, and they said it. They thought the place was coming down. Well, guess what? Man did He's what down. the tornado <laughs> couldn't do. And um, I guess on a, on a negative note, I hate to do this today, but Charles Manson died. And um, you know, this is where I'm going to have to go to church on this one. But I hope the doors to Hades hit him on the butt on the way in. Um, terrible human being. So anyway, not mourning that one too much, but. Uh, so I'm thankful he's gone. There you go. <laughs> wow. You Happy know what? I'm going to turn that around a little bit and say. No, I'm not, we're not being positive on that I one I have to be. I, I no, asked you, no, you don't. Not I on, asked Charles, you Manson, earlier, not on I said, Charles Manson. No. Well, something happened, and I, I feel that uh, God created everyone, and people are not innately bad, quote unquote bad, that word. So something happened and made him who he was. But if we could have found out what that was, maybe yeah, well, we could have changed it. But there is you know. a degree of personal responsibility too. It, of so, course, of yeah, course, so, we're not saying that. So but I am saying that um, everyone is innately godly, innately. Well, bless them. Cre- <laughs> yeah, bless them. Well, we're gonna go to break right quick, yeah, and then come back that. and talk about why we're grateful. Well, and bring two people on the show that uh, have great stories. Yeah, Jill Barnes Buckley, and of course Robin Jackson will be joining us and. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. What do you think for you? can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.
Your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. It's the Thanksgiving edition. We're going to give Thanksgiving lots of love this week because you know what? Christmas usually overshadows it, although I have to admit I did listen to some uh – Oh, I did listen to some Christmas carols, and I do love some Christmas carols. But they don't have any Thanksgiving carols. You know, you just can't download, you know, the late you – know. so anyway, one of my favorite, though, is Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Love me some Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. And because they the kids, you know, they put out the, the ping-pong table. They're eating the popcorn, and, and I always thought that would be a great Thanksgiving dinner. But at the very end of that, and it's a little – I've got a column running about this, not the whole topic. But Snoopy feeds Woodstock turkey. That bothers me on many different levels. They're making a bird eat a bird. That's just awful. I mean, so um, when you watch that this week, just try not to think about that too much. Otherwise, I tell you what, we are very blessed in this state to have uh, people like our next guest. And I'm not just I've known her for 20 years. So trust me, she's good, good people. And you're about to find that out. Jill Barnes Buckley is the executive director of Stupot Community Services. And of course, she's been around Stupot for a while, but she has been the, um, the head chief in charge since January. And you look, I mean, you look calm and rested and everything else. It's amazing. I, if I were in charge of something like Stupot, I would be like gray headed and just nuts. Well, I get my hair colored. Oh. So there's some gray under Is there. Is that your me. secret? <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. There you go. Your next. <laughs> so, and well, now we got that out there a little bit. Okay. Tell us a little bit about you and about your background and how did you end up becoming head of Stupot? Well, I first came to Stupot, actually, in the spring of 1996. It was my second job right out of college. I was hired as their first ever volunteer coordinator. So up until the time that I went to work for Stupot in 1996, um, all of the community kitchen, the food pantry, clothing closet, all of that had been coordinated strictly by volunteers. So that was a really big step for Stupot to take, and it was a much smaller organization then. But over the next four years, Stupot had an enormous impact on my life and really impacted the trajectory of my life, Um, raised a lot of questions for me about poverty and homelessness and how I, as a Christian, responded to Mm -hmm. people uh, who were homeless and people who were poor and what resources my faith gave me to advocate on behalf of people who were, who were poor. Um, so it actually sent me off to theology school. So I left directly from Stupot to go to Boston University School of Theology, where I got my Master of Divinity with a concentration in urban ministry. So, so, so my, those four years had such an enormous impact on me that uh, it sent me off in a direction I never could have anticipated. And that was going just, you know, head on into the ministry. What was it like? I mean, going from actually being on the ground and doing it day in and day out and then going to school and having professors tell you about it. Did you like raise your hand? Like, No, no, that's not the way it is. (laughs) Well, it did give me uh, some critical experience to process some of the theology and the theory that I was learning. Uh, and, and that was very helpful. So it actually gave me the tools to interpret my experience and to think forward uh, as a Christian, as a person of faith, uh, about you know, my life and, and about how, you know, the church should look and should, should live and act toward, uh, toward, toward people beyond its walls. Um, and, and that was enormous. I don't think I never would have had that if I hadn't worked at Stupot first. I don't think it would have been as rich of an experience. And I saw that actually in some of my, uh, my peers at school. And you decided to come back home after you graduated. Of course. course. And I actually came back and worked at Stupot for a year, uh, again, before I went off and worked at Northminster Baptist Church as one of their associate pastors. So, so this is actually my third time to work at Stupot. Uh, this time as their executive director, it's been such a privilege and You're such right. a blessing to me because I have gained some additional skills uh, that now I can give back because I do feel like Stupot as an institution 
at the people who make up StuPot, both the volunteers and the people who need StuPot have given so much to me right. that I now have a chance to uh, to impact the day-to-day operations and the vision and future of StuPot. And that, to me, is what I'm thankful for, is that I now have a chance to give back to an organization and to people who've given so much to me. I have to say, it's one of the things I've always discovered when you're going, when you're over there working or when you're working with, with people that need, are in need, you come sometimes feel like the words that you read in Sunday school leap off the page. It's really cool. Talk a little bit about the history of um, StuPot, because it's, it's been in the Jackson community for quite a while. Stupot was started in 1981 by a group of oh, congregations. I can barely remember 1981. That was <laughs> that was forever ago. Yeah, so <laughs> Robin, Robin's over there looking at me right now, going, "Okay, oh, yeah, whatever, old man." <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so 36 years ago, a group of congregations came together to try to address some uh, some some growing challenges yeah. uh, downtown, and decided they could do more together than they could do alone. Um, actually, the the chair of the missions committee at what was Central Presbyterian Church, where we are located now, had seen an article about a stew pot in, in Dallas, Texas. And he and his wife took a trip over to Dallas, saw it, and uh, and said, hey, I think we can do this. And so, so they came home and gathered this group together, and, and they just started. They just they just started it as a soup kitchen, really, just in an old gas station across the street from Central Presbyterian Church. Uh, first feeding five days a week, and then expanded to seven. And then, and this is really for me, kind of the story of StuPot is is that people of faith who kind of on the ground responding to need in the way that they think their faith tells them to do or inspires them uh, to do, seeing the need and then figuring out how to meet it. So after, you know, the soup kitchen starts, then soon after you start seeing all these other ministries pop up in direct response to a need, a food pantry, a clothing closet, a men's shelter, a women and children's shelter, um, our after-school children's program and teen program. All of these were started in as a direct uh, response, excuse me, to uh, to the need that presented right. itself to the people who were there on the ground who said, it's not okay with me that these things exist in our city, and I'm willing to do something about it. And so that that's our story. It is about local people caring for each other, and that's it. It kind of reminds me of a little story about a mustard seed. Yes. Yeah, kind of reminds me of that. Uh, you know, you know, of course, I loved what Michelle was talking about earlier, how she a lot of people just think it's just a soup kitchen, and here you are going through everything and how it's growing. And that reminded me, I remember after Katrina, it was almost the same thing. Everybody looked around going, well, that needs to be done. That needs to be done. Well, we don't need to do that anymore. We need to do this. And Mm -hmm. that's, so what you're saying is um, that Stupot's really kind of a living institution. It is. And it will continue to evolve uh, as needs present themselves. Uh, You know, we always want to live within our limits. I mean, we, we are responsible to folks in Jackson, but also, we can only do what we are given the money to do. Right. And so it's entirely, you know, subsisting on the generosity of people in our area. I was going to ask, how are you funded? Well, most of it is really through through uh, donations yeah. of individuals, businesses, congregations. We do get some grant funds uh, from all levels, and those are enormously helpful, too, Um we uh, we have some foundations who are very very generous uh, in their support of us, and uh, and we have some special events. You know, a lot of people know us for Taste of Mississippi and Red Beans yes. and Rice Festival, uh, and those are fantastic events. And we love we love hosting those for the city, right? Because they are great ways for us all to get together for a good purpose. I mean, right. they have much more. Um, kind of impact than just, you know, the money that we raise. I mean, here's two instances where a lot of folks in our city are coming together for a good cause, and then it creates an incredible amount of energy. So it's that feels like a gift that we give back to the city of Jackson is just the energy that gets created and the people who get to get to know each other and see each other and see we're all in this together. I will say this for many years, I've been honored and I didn't do it last year, but I've been uh, for many years, been honored to be one of the judges for taste of Mississippi. That is one of the better gigs in the state of Mississippi. And <laughs> I we do like, not disagree. And we like to party here in Mississippi too. So that works out really well. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So I'm going to go through some names here and have you 
tell just a little bit about each one. Matt's House. Matt's House is our emergency shelter for women and children. Uh, it was named after our director, Matt Devinney, mm-hmm. who, um, as many people know, was actually shot and killed at Stew Pot right. in the early 90s. Um, and um, and so we honor him and his memory uh, through through Matt's house. But we can house right now up to 18 women and children every night. And we usually do. We are very full, especially at this time of year. Uh, and, again, that's supported entirely by the community. We don't at presently get any grants to support that. So that exists entirely at the will and, um, and support of, of this community. Okay. Next, Billy Brumfield House. Uh, Billy Brumfield House is our men's shelter, um, and it has three programs under one roof. One is the emergency shelter mm-hmm. for men who don't have a place to go at night, uh, otherwise might be sleeping on the streets. We also have an alcohol and drug program, a treatment program that's, that's uh, 90 days, yeah. and a special needs program for speci- really for uh, men who have medical needs mm-hmm. that, um, that they don't need to be sleeping out on the street. Right. People who are kind of in that kind of liminal space where they can't or don't have a place to go, but you know they really need a place that they can recover medically, find the right resources for themselves. And so all those things happen under that one roof. Um, and that's, uh, we house about 60 to 70 men per night there. Oh, wow. Wow. The clothing closet. That's entirely donations from, uh, from people around here. Uh, we serve about a hundred people every month. Uh, people can, can get a certain number of items per month. They can come back every, every month. I mean, that's something that, that we offer. So you can get a jacket if you're cold. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have some good partners that, you know, that do those kind of drives, so, right. you know, jacket drive, coat, coat drive around this time of year. Teens program, which is, this is really cool. I didn't, and like Michelle, I didn't know that y'all did teens programs. So, Yeah, so it was a natural outgrowth of our after school program, mm-hmm. which it was an, also a natural outgrowth of our summer camp. Uh, one of our uh, early volunteers, uh, when we were in the gas station, was serving one day. She was a teacher. She was serving. It was during the summer. And she saw these kids uh, who were coming to eat. And so she started bringing us, you know, a kickball and some popsicles. And so and so what grew out of that was, OK, well, we really want to have these these kids have a, a safe, enriching place to go in the summer instead of just coming to the soup kitchen. So, again, it just grew out of that natural. I'm here. I want to do something about this kind of um, uh, movement. But now we serve K through 12 and our Kindergarten through fifth grade, we have um, approximately 40 kids. In our sixth through twelfth grade, we have uh, 34 kids exactly. I was just looking at that this morning. Uh, during the summer, that grows to around 120. So we're there year-round uh, offering uh, safe, <laughs> nurturing, enriching activities uh, for for kids and teens, and Robin can tell you a lot more. Which about Which is huge. That. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really important for development mm-hmm. of a child Absolutely. to get that kind of to get that knowing that somebody's out there that cares. Yes, it's huge. Um, the Opportunity Center. Opportunity Center is our day shelter yeah. uh, for for people who are homeless, and so it's a kind of a home base. It's a place to wash your clothes, take a shower, get your mail, go online to connect with the world or to find a job or whatever resources you're looking for. So uh, it's the only day shelter in the city of Jackson. Um, it's, we serve about a hundred people a day there. So also. it's a community, more it or is. less. It, it yes. helps develop a community. Well, I was going to ask you one more question, but I hear the music coming on. So we'll ask you one more question when I come back. How's that sound? And then, of course, we'll bring Robin into the show as well. Uh, What are you thankful for? Hey, you can give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 877-672-7464. Or you can email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. This is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. 
As an MPB listener, you probably know of Radio Reading Service, our free closed-circuit network for the print impaired. But did you know that means Radio Reading Service isn't only for the visually impaired and that MPB provides the special receiver you need for the service? Call 601-432-6301 to see if you qualify for MPB's Radio Reading Service. 601-432-6301. There's so much more to know. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about Stew Pot today. we got Jill Barnes-Buckley, an executive director of Stew Pot. And, of course, we're going to bring in Robin Jackson in just a second. And I just wanted to uh, pass along an apology or at least a warning to the whole state of Mississippi. Um, my middle son just passed his learner's permit, and I'm very happy for him. And congratulations, big guy. I'm really proud of you. I would give your name, but, you know, um, we don't do that sort of thing because a lot of people don't like your dad. Uh, but, no, we're, I'm very proud of you. You worked hard on it. And now I get the joy of helping you learn how to drive. So, oh, okay, I'm really scared now. Jill Barnes-Buckley is, of course, executive director of Stewpot Community Services. Um, and I hope you've been listening because if you have been, you know a little bit about all the great things that they do. Uh, Jill, before we bring Robin in, I was going to ask you, what is your normal day like, or is there such a thing as a normal day for you? Well, uh, we usually hit the ground running. Uh, if we talk about StuPot, I mean, StuPot has programs that are going around the clock, right? Yeah. So with our shelters, there's just something always happening. But at the main building that people know us for, I mean, we open up at 7.30 or 8, start wow. You know, helping some people uh, get breakfast and people who help us out on a regular basis there. And um, just from there, you know, clothing closet, food pantry, lunch, uh, you know, yeah. children's programs. It's a full day. And um, just a, there's a lot to, to be involved in, a lot of people to connect with and, and help. So you've got your old pager, and, and it goes off at 24-7 pretty much. You're on call. Pagers. I don't have a pager. I, I do remember pagers. Yeah. So, but Robin, Once again, one. Robin's looking at us like, okay. Pager. <laughs> yeah, what's a pager? <laughs> oh, great. Well, speaking of Robin, we've got Robin Jackson here. And um, Robin's story is pretty amazing, too. And uh, Robin, I guess probably a great place to start is the beginning. Tell us your story. Okay, so um, I started at StuPod um, when I was a freshman at Jackson State University volunteering mm-hmm. as Miss Freshman. Um, I ended up getting in very interested into the K-5 through program, which is the after-school program at StuPod, and um, that's where I first started working in October, I believe, of 2015. Um, once I got there and I met people like Monique Ely and Lala, um, they were very, very great mentors to me. See, um, I, I, th- I would think I'd like Lala immediately. Yeah, just... see, she's awesome like you you really have to meet her she has been very influential into my life and also into my um siblings life but um we um i started there volunteering um when i was miss soft woman's freshman and continued on they were very very influential into my pageant life as i call it from um you know doing things at jackson state and then also going to miss black america mississippi um but the the great thing about supai is that being able to see the dynamics of being a volunteer mm-hmm. and then being able to reap the services. Um, my sophomore and junior year of college, I started to have to take the responsibility of having, um, you know, joint custody of my siblings. And I have two sisters oh, wow. and um, mm-hmm. one brother. Um, my brother is 17 years old and I have a sister that is 18 now and um, one sister that is 14. So in my sophomore year of college, um, I, you know, we had our family dynamics issues coming from an abused household. So we decided that, you know, they wanted to get help from their big sister to kind of go into the same light that their big sister was doing. The crazy thing about that is being a 21-year-old working two jobs and then trying to go to school and live my pageant life was kind of hard. But Supot was there every step of the way, um, making sure that they were able to go to an after-school program where they uh, got tutoring and things of that nature. Um, The great part about Supot is the love that they have shown for my 17-year-old brother, which has been one of the best things that has ever happened to us. Um, Now having full custody of him living um you know and and trying to take care of him the teen center has evolved him into the perfect young man he um had been diagnosed with um several mental illnesses while we were children and a lot of people just didn't understand him a lot of people just didn't understand who he was but when he met lala and he came to stewpot 
he was understood and he was able to get help. And now he is a regional and state um, winner from science fairs. And then he's um, doing Christmas candlelight singing and he's doing orchestra and things of that nature, which he all got to be introduced at Stupai. And Stupai has done so much. When we were we were looking for food, that's where we went. You know, Lala and um, Monique were able to, to give us snacks and to make sure that I was able to feed them. Right. And then even over the summer, um, which was really crazy during the time where the teen center was going through such a huge thing when everything collapsed on us when we were working there, um, one of the great things that they did for me this year is that I was going through a hard time when I first got Anthony and that was trying to get some, some bills paid and things like that. And everybody came together yeah. and they helped me. Well, about to say, it sounds like, A, the structure and the, the caring helped your siblings. Yes, But yes. it sounded like it was good good for you as yes, well. Yes, yes. It was, it was amazing for me. And the, and the thing is, is being the service leader that I am, you know, to go out into the community and to give to people, sometimes yeah. you don't always think about what's going to happen when you have to get it to, you know, get it back. And to see that I was able to volunteer all those times at Stupai, and then when I was in help, they helped me. Yeah. That was warming to my heart, and that made me want to continue to give back to Stupai because I knew that anybody that would be in need would be able to get the assistance that they needed from, you know, that great institution, which was a blessing to me. And I say anytime, whenever I'm in need, I know that Stupot is the place that I'll call, you know, for help. So it's awesome. So what's your, what are you, what are you studying right now? Well, right now I'm going to Jackson State studying political science, which is so crazy because um, I'm actually... No, actually, I think it's kind of good you're going to political really? science because you, with your background, you actually might be able to be a good politician. Oh, I, that would be I really so, nice. Because you actually understand what the people are going <laughs> yes, through. Yes, yes. And that's a great part about it. But um, when I got at Supod, um, they introduced me to a program called AmeriCorps, which yeah. is where I'm working now. Oh, and cool. I work with um, two students um, at Bolton Edwards Elementary. So I'm doing tutoring um, there. And actually, Marshall, I really, really, really enjoy education. I yeah. really enjoy being able to 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 teach children the dynamics of reading, the dynamics of literacy. And the because, importance and of the it, importance, too. Right, because right. one thing that I've known, you know, when working with Stupai and then also being inside of this program, that reading and literacy is important to the educational life, and not even just to the education, but being able to develop children to where they need to be. Right. And in Mississippi, a lot of students um, don't get to see anything outside of this. So reading, in, you know, helps them with their imagination. It helps them see things that they probably wouldn't be able to see right in front of them but they open up a book and it's a new world and so i love that i love being able to teach children to read because once they get to read they're like yay i'm i'm good i know something it's like they get some a, a type of pride about themselves and i enjoyed that and that's what that's what stupai has you know instilled into me to be able to help those in need to give them their own type of pride about themselves because once you give that you know they're they're energized i guess that would be so are you still chasing the pageant life I am still chasing the pageant. I would life. Hope, I, well, I, I, the reason I said that, I would hope so, because yes, you get up on the stage and they ask you a question, yes, and then you just answer what you just yes. said. Man, I'm just like, good to go ahead and get you a crown right. to your head. Well, actually, um, I, I, I'm not doing it um, as competing myself now. I train, train young girls, so I'm coaching. Um, I have about five clients right now. And hey, Michelle, <laughs> do you feel like a slacker right now? I know I do. Yeah. Amazed at this beautiful young lady, and oh, I, I, you know yeah. me, I'm so emotional, but tearing up because I'm listening to you. And I mean, I'm I thankful wanna, for her. That's exactly. what I'm thankful for this oh, week. Thank you guys. Thank I'm you. thankful for that you just coming on, and and you don't know the impact both of you guys here today. People are listening. Younger people like you at Jackson State and other yes. kids understanding what volunteering and giving back to your community does for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, look at what it did for you. Yes. And I'm just amazed. I'm just so glad you guys are oh, here. Oh, yeah. You. No kidding. I mean, you can honestly say Stew Pot Services changed your life. Changed my life. Yeah. For the and, day. and it's helped still. It's continuingly yes, to help it, your life. Because like there's I, no way you could have been, you know, a mom at 21 years old to no, your brothers and sisters. No, especially when we're like five and six years apart. Yeah, because it's, is, yeah. Yeah, like we're really close in age. So I didn't even, a lot of things, I didn't even know what to tell them when it came to discipline and, you yeah. know, telling them what to do. But those mentors and leaders and service agents at Stew Pot, 
were there to help us every step of the way. And even now, we stay right down the street, um, like maybe two minutes from Stupot. And whenever we need something, I know that that's a safe haven that we can go to. So it's a blessing. Stupot is a blessing from the volunteer to the services to the workers that are there. It, it is a complete blessing to the state. To well, the city. you keep it up. You might, you know, when Jill retires in about 40 years, you might be able to <laughs> pop in there and fill in the You know that. what? I really I, I, that, that would be great. Like, I would, I would really enjoy that because it, it and that's because it has made that foundation in my life where I know that that is a great institution. So, but yeah. you, but you definitely have learned the, uh, the rule that, you know, it's better to help others than it is to turn inward. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and that's because you never know when you'll need help too. That's right. And when you help others, that's like, um, the, the, once yesterday at church, you saying that if you have your hand open, you know, you have all the things that are inside of your hand and then there are other things that are able to add in. But right. if your hand is closed, you only have what's inside of your hand. So that's what Stupot did for me. You know, I walked in open handed and needing, you know, wanting to serve, but keeping my hands open and giving to people they were able to put things back into my hand that I needed and that, you know, was helpful to my family. So it's awesome. Well, let me ask you this. What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Um, To say, honestly, I'm thankful for life. Um, 24 years has been very trying. Don't make me cry. Um, You've done a lot in 24 years. (laughs) I'll give you credit. uh, 24 years has been very trying. And there were many times where I didn't know if me and my family were going to make it. But um, to be here in 2017 and to know that we made it, we're still going. We're still trying, and God is continuing to bless us. Um, that makes me thankful more than anything, is just to have life and to be blessed. Well, I'm, I think I'm going to add thankful for the inspiration that you've given us oh, today, too. I don't, what, a, what a great story. And, you know, I got to tell everybody, when she came in, she's like, well, I've done one radio interview <laughs> for my pageant, for one of my pageants, but uh, I, I, I think I've got this. Yeah, I think you've got this. <laughs> well, I, I, think, you. I think you're knocking it out of the park as well. Awesome. So, I mean, What's next? When, you, when do you graduate? Um, I will graduate finally <laughs> this yes. spring. Um, it has taken me I know a while. that feeling. You look at that list that says you graduate and yes, you don't believe it. And you're yeah. like, oh, my goodness. So I finally registered for my last two classes this spring. Um, so I'll have two classes to take and then I'll be done. And um, actually listening to Jill, I, I never thought about Divinity School, but how awesome Jill is and the work that she's done is um, you're, you're like a you know a mentor, a role model to, to the things that I want to do in life. So I never thought about that so i'm actually going to be looking at that when i leave out of here and see you know how is that and and, and what about it so. but you want to be definitely when you get out and into the workplace you want to do something where you can yes do I what wanna, you're doing now. yeah i want to serve people for the rest of my life that's that's why god created me is to be a servant agent and i'm i'm, I'm for it yeah jill's over there nodding going yeah, yeah. i can see that <laughs> definitely on that jill what are you thankful for I'm thankful for Robin. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I know. It's kind of hard not to be right now. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm thankful that she was willing to come and share her story because I yeah. know that, that sometimes it's not easy, but I think that that really uh, creates a ripple effect. It does. Uh, yeah. So thank you. Thank yes, you, Robin. Thank well, you. and the thing thank about it is there's somebody listening right now that's probably in the same exact situation right. you're at, and they're thinking, mm-hmm. well, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And, well, Robin did it. I can do it. You can do it. All right. Well, we're going to we'll continue and wrap up the conversation here. Just hang in with us anyway. It's Thanksgiving edition of Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. And I tell you what, Jill Barnes-Buckley's with us from Stewpot Services. And, of course, you just heard Robin Jackson, which if you're not inspired, you are just the most terrible person on the planet because that was fantastic. All right. Well, if you would um, like to give us a call, you can give us a call at 877-672-7464. You can email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. 
Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Hey, look, if you're just joining us, uh, we've been talking with Jill Barnes-Buckley, Executive Director of Stupak Community Services. And, of course, we just heard an amazing story of uh, resilience and perseverance and a fantastic attitude from Robin Jackson as well. Jill, um, you and I are just sitting here in the break going, that was incredible. Yeah, definitely. One of the things about, I mean, you guys are literally fueled by donations. That's a big part of it. Um, you know, and I mean, just from the very get-go, you had different churches step up and they fund it. And I know a lot of churches still stamp them, but I mean, that's what is important. And of course, this time of year, I know everybody's like, hey, it's tax season. You know, we got to get, you know, we'll, we'll write a check. So this is the important part, but this is a year-round need, isn't it? I mean, you need donations year-round. Absolutely. We are serving people 365 days a year. We estimate that we serve approximately 600 people every day 600. in some in wow. some way. So mm-hmm. that includes all of our services together. Yeah. So uh, so we are there uh, every day, and and we need continual support to keep the doors open uh, and to do what we do. Yeah, definitely. And because I know in the last 20 years, like every once in a while, something will pop up where you guys absolutely hit the wall. And, you know, you're like, okay, raise up the red flag. We need some help. And I think the thing that, and this is a Mississippi thing, and this isn't just a Jackson thing. It's definitely a Mississippi thing, but it's so inspiring that everybody steps up to the plate. But I know you you would probably prefer that not ever happen ever again, you know, where you have to raise a red flag up like that. So what do you do when, like, suddenly you realize, oh, well, we need to come up with money immediately? Do you just call the news media and say, help? Yes. Um, well, I've only been in the oh, job for, for since like January. And everything's right? been so, smooth since you've been here, right? right. Well, not exactly, but uh, but but when when things happen, unexpected yeah. things, I just try not to freak out right. <laughs> and and try to remember really. And this again is a story of Stupot that Stupot is bigger than I am or right. any event. Uh, there is a, this, and I would say, uh, the spirit of God moving in and around and among the people of Stewpot. So I'm not worried about the future of Stewpot or any particular event because I know that um, that it's the movement of God in our city because people are being taken care of. Vulnerable right. people are getting the things that they need because they're people who care. So then it's just about communicating and it's just about letting people know what's happening. What the need and, is. Then, mm-hmm. and then, yes, it's such an awesome, supportive community. People respond. So really it's just about getting the word out in a way that people can kind of, that contextualizes it and helps people know and understand what's going on. Just to let you know, you gave a perfect answer to a terrible question because my question was so all over the place. So, and you, you, but, uh, but you're right. I mean, it's, that's the thing that has amazed me for the last 20 years. Whenever there is a need out there, it's like, boom, the community just steps right up and says, okay, we're going to make sure this is taken care of. And that's for you, that helps put your head down on the pillow very comfortably at night, knowing that, that you have that kind of support as yes. well. Uh, talk about how people can help. Obviously, how can they help? I mean, because there are probably people thinking right now, well, you know what? I love what they're doing. How can I jump in there and help? Well, we have a really fantastic website that uh, you can go to and look for volunteer opportunities yeah. that tells you what each of our services and ministries needs. You can connect directly with our volunteer director, Tara Lindsay, mm-hmm. um, but also gives you things that we need. So there are lists of items that we need, like, right. you know, blankets or uh, particular kinds of food for our food pantry, uh, stuff, supplies for the after school program and the teen program. Um, we also, there's, you know, the, there's, we always just need funds that we can use just for everyday operations. Right. And so, we also welcome um, people want to just give us financial contributions because that gives us the flexibility of using it where it's needed most. A, a check will always spend, right? Yes, it will. That's a very good thing as well. But they also can donate their time too and volunteer and be part of it. Yeah, we would not be able to do uh, what we do without volunteers. And Robin really has just uh, borne witness to that. I mean, yeah. she became involved with us as a volunteer because that's what we needed in our after school program. And, you know, we were... Uh, able to you kind of connect her with the resources she need right. she needed, but um, but but volunteers is, is how we make it work. It also volunteers to me provide more of the the spiritual aspect of what we do. Right, exactly. It's the people connection uh, because um, any I mean you can serve a meal, but it's the connection with people. Um, 
through the food pantry, through the clothing closet, that uh, that word or gesture that communicates care and concern that uh, reaches into people's hearts and souls. I would think that Robin's brother would be um, a very good example of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Especially so. where he is now. Um, that that definitely helped us. And then, you know, all of the resources that come together, we were able to go to all those avenues. So volunteering and that, that, that that's correct. Well, and I mean, you know, as being the dad of three boys, it's always nice. And sometimes I don't do a great job at this, but it's always nice for, you know, a kid to have somebody to look up to. Exactly. And mentorship is a great thing that Stupot um, does, especially with its after school program, is making sure that they give the students mentors to look up to. Yeah, we got a couple more minutes. Is there anything that I have completely forgotten? Because I tend to be good at that. Well, I will talk a little bit about what we're doing this week and what we've done last week. Yeah, because it, uh, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, um, so this past week, we gave out uh, 350 approximately Thanksgiving baskets to families wow. so that they could uh, prepare a Thanksgiving meal in their mm-hmm. own home. Of yeah. course, we have a soup kitchen, our community kitchen, that operates 365 days a year. And the food's pretty good, I will add, I will say that. <laughs> Thank you. I will pass that the, on the to our good. chef. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, so that just, you know, kind of creates a little bit of normalcy. It contributes to a sense of normalcy for people who would otherwise uh, be coming to us to eat. It just helps them have a, a better sense of, of a Thanksgiving at home, like, right. like all of us are enjoying. Um, this week, we'll have lots of volunteers in and out to help us take in. We have gets a lots of food donations at this time of year, which is wonderful because that's how we can can stock up in our food pantry and uh, and create the meals that we serve uh, at our at all of our shelters. What we do if we get a food donation, if we have a person there uh, at Stupod, our director of food services, who kind of takes a look at everything and says, okay, we know we're going to have this many people at the shelter tonight. I'm going to send this food over to the shelter. And so it just gets sent out to the place that that we need it. And so it's an enormous uh, help to us when people just think about us and remember to you know send their leftovers or donations our way at this time of year because we we do end up serving quite a few people uh around thanksgiving and around christmas mm-hmm. definitely yeah. so um gosh you know and then thing i think you touched on earlier how the the amazing thing is and i use the mustard seed analogy but it's amazing how it started out with just somebody saying oh yeah this would be a really good thing and then as you're going day in, day out. And I mean, see, you may go to work today and say, oh, well, we need to go this direction, too, because here's a need that they do it. And it's just so much fun at, in the 20 years that I've lived here to watch it grow and to be able to serve this community as well as it has. Well, we've always appreciated your support, Marshall. We're well, so thank glad you. you're, you're on our team. Well, I try to be, you know, because I'm very grateful for all I have. And, and, you know, and I think Robin's a very perfect example of it, you know, with your hand yes. out. Yes. That's so true. That's so true. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And, of course, once again, I'm very thankful for you. I'm thankful for Michelle also. She's amazing. And happy Thanksgiving, my friend. And uh, she's waving at me as well. Of course, she does a great job producing this show. And, of course, um, it's a production of MPB Think Radio. It's produced by, like I said, Michelle. And, of course, if you missed part of the show, you can go to mpbonline.org. Now you're talking. And guess what's up next? That's right, Southern Remedy. Keep listening. This is Now You're Talking. We'll see you all next week. Have a great Thanksgiving.